Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. John Shannon coming up. And we'll get to this day in Oilers history. Uh, as well as NHL Today for elite promotional marketing. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. And now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is... The Mediterranean chicken. Just before we go to John Shannon on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, uh, I want to get to a couple texts at uh, 780-496-0063 on the River Cree Resort and Casino uh, uh, hotline. We'll go to John and our text line again for Ashley Fine Floors. And uh, the text comes in, Bob, did hockey in Sweden stop? I know they never quarantined. They just lived normally. Well, they have quarantined. And the last time I checked, they had twice the death rate of Canada per million. Uh, they had a higher death rate than the countries that surrounded them. So a suggestion could be made um, that... And they definitely shut hockey down, just to establish. But uh, they sort of did a little bit more open policy than uh, I had somebody send me some information. And it basically said that the rates of death for 50 and under in uh, in Sweden were substantially higher than Canada for COVID-19. So for what it's worth, again, we present the positive in terms of Edmonton's numbers, the challenges that we have in certain parts of the country, uh, some challenges elsewhere in the world, and know that we're not out of the woods yet. And then this text in comes in, Bob signed Matt Benning. He's a third pair defenseman. That's where we need him uh, when he's in the team wins. And Matt Benning is a $1.9 million cap hit. He's a restricted free agent. So uh, those are going to be our first two things we're going to discuss with John Shannon, our NHL insider. John, put your GM's hat on for the Oilers' Ken Holland. Uh, what do you do with Matt Benning? 
Well, uh, I mean, first of all, we have to get this season over with one way or the other. I mean, it, unlike the Grandland issue where he's told his agent uh, that uh, Grandland will not be re-signed after the season is over, and that why, that's why Grandland's gone to the KHL already for next year. Um, I, I think a guy like Benning does have a value, but he has to fit in at the right number. And it can't be for too long a term either. So that, be, you know, that it's not the equation of do we want the player or not. Do we want the player's one check mark? How long is the contract another check mark? And how much per year is the other check mark? And if, if Matt can do all three, then from a team perspective it works if, if Matt wants longer term and because uh, you know that their defensemen are a, a, a big commodity on the free agent market perhaps he can gather get more money somewhere else but he has to fit into the budget in Edmonton and as you well know Bob the budget at times in Edmonton these days is pretty tight and it just got a lot tighter too I think that's fair to say I mean I think many well, of us it's, thought it's, 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 it's not going up Bob <laughs> right there you go it's not going and up. we thought it was going to go up so we thought it was going to go up big time over the next two or three years. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges in a cap system is you lose good players. Good. Te- let's rephrase that. Good teams can lose good players. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, this is, this was, you know, the goal of putting the salary cap in all those years ago by the commissioner uh, was to do one thing was to create competitive balance with the people with hockey knowledge. And you either you win through the draft, you win through smart contracts, you you win through player evaluation. Uh, you don't win just by having a bigger wallet. And and that was that was always Gary's goal by putting in the hard cap. There's no luxury tax there. I don't think there'll ever be a luxury tax in the NHL. But that was the whole goal of working with the hard cap. And let's face it, from the time the first cap went in, Bob. I don't know if you remember. I think, I, if memory serves me, it was at $39 million. Absolutely, I remember. And, and, yeah, and, you... uh, and in, in a decade, a little more than a decade, it is it is uh, gone 80-plus. So it, it's gone in the right direction, as Gary said it would. And there's a lot, with cost certainty, there's a lot more ability within the whole league. And, and I think he's accomplished a lot of that. But with that comes, you're right, after your core... And I don't believe Matt Benning's a core guy. After your core, you have to make those hard and fast decisions that guys fit in with those three check marks. Just to put things in perspective, before we got to the cap, and that is something that the Edmonton Investors Group needed uh, from Gary Bettman. So, you know, it was the battle for Alberta, for both Edmonton and Calgary, two of the franchises that benefited from that cap. People forget this. This is not revisionist history. The Philadelphia Flyers had three or four forwards making, at that time, in the range of Donovan McNabb. And... You know, well, I mean, think about me, the highest paid player in the National Hockey League was Paul Correa, uh, who was playing in Anaheim at the time, uh, and he was close to twelve, way back yeah. then, Bob, way back yeah. then. And, and and I mean, big teams, Rangers, really spent heavy. Kenny Holland's old Red Wings spent heavy. The Maple Leafs, spent Dallas, heavy. Uh, yeah. da- Dallas, not not as not like those guys, but I mean, there were there were teams that were. You know, just wasting money, and 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 the other thing Gary did, and not not to get too much into the business savvy of what was going on, what Gary did was he made by putting in cost certainty, by putting in the cap, he made all these franchises more valuable for the owners, and therefore on resale, owners did much better 
uh, with, with their teams. Uh, and because let's face it, it's it's not necessarily always about the love of the game and 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 being a, a, a public service. It's a it's about return on investment, and that's what the other thing Bettman did for for most of the teams. Uh, Edmonton played Dallas six times in the playoffs between 1997 and 2003. Right? I had to produce all those. I know, but where I'm going with this, John, is that uh, on in multiple years, uh, the Stars had twice the the team cap, and you mentioned coming out of it in 0506, and the Oilers on back-to-back days basically procured. Chris, Chris Pronger as well as Michael Pekka from organizations that had to shave some salary, so it worked yep, to Edmonton's yep. advantage. On to Sweden, because I know the suggestion was made, what about Sweden? We hear a lot about Sweden. Just an update, uh, Kurt, courtesy of World of Meters, um, Sweden currently at 300 de- 380 deaths per million. Canada, and this is right up to date, including uh, the, the numbers out of Quebec and Ontario today, up to 160 deaths per million. So, it, 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 And we should mention the Swedish Hockey League did shut down. Uh, they haven't had mass gatherings, but they did have more openness than, you know, sort of what we went through here in uh, in Canada. And uh, 82%, uh, according to Nara Loretto, and that's now the number that uh, Theresa Tam is using as well. Over 80% of deaths uh, stemming from uh, Canadian senior-assisted living uh, facilities. On to... The, your thoughts on Premier Kenny and the work that Bob Nicholson and uh, those people are doing in terms of putting Edmonton in the best position possible. It's now been supported by the Premier and by the Mayor. Speaking of which, Don Iveson will be on with Jalen Nye, the 6.30 afternoons, coming up at 2.30 today. Your thoughts on the Oilers Entertainment Group getting support from both municipal and provincial governments? Well, I mean, and, and I think that that was essential. When you consider what's happened in British Columbia with the Premier there endorsing the Aquilini's bid, when you listen to Andrew Cuomo, uh, who is uh, encouraging professional sports to open up after June 1st, and he says he will do anything in his power to assist uh, the, the franchises to open up. I mean, this becomes so much more than just playing a game. This becomes community psyche. This becomes... Uh, uh, getting back to a normal that people might understand, even though they're not going to the games, at least they can watch them and enjoy them. Uh, and I and I think that there's, uh, let's face it, uh, with, with the facility that uh, that exists in Edmonton, uh, certainly the best, if not one of the best, in the National Hockey League in the world when it comes to a facility uh, that can accomplish six to eight teams if they need be within the arena. Uh, then it's important to have uh, provincial support. Remember, Bob, this is not driven by business. This is driven by the public sector. The public sector has decided, uh, and rightly so, that we have to manage the pandemic. So it's important to have the public sector endorse when sports can return. John, uh, you have experience. You were all over the uh, the twelve thirteen lockout, as I recall. You worked for the league. Things have gone quiet the last couple of days. Is that a sign that the real blank is getting done right now? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I you know, it's. I mean, I, I think that you know, from March the twelfth, I think that they have just been throwing darts at a dartboard trying to figure out what what uh, 
uh, what fits. I, I talked to somebody at the league office the day before yesterday. They said they've never worked harder and got nothing accomplished. <laughs> and so from that perspective, you, you know that they have been trying to grind it out to find a way to get through to it, knowing full well, Bob, that, that they don't have the final say on whether things can open up or not. Uh, but I, I would suggest that we're, we're getting to a point now where some decisions have to be made even in a planning stage, whether it comes, whether it's hub cities, whether it's uh, the continuation of the season, uh, whether it's just a playoff tournament, what happens to the draft lottery, what happens to the draft, how does Arizona get punished uh, for their uh, their contravention of the CBA when with testing young players, uh, all those decisions still have to be made, and uh, and I would suggest that maybe there's some quiet times. Also, don't forget next Monday's a holiday in the United States, Memorial Day. Uh, and uh, this is, there are times when people actually do take a little extra time around the holidays in order to make it, make, make it work. And you'd have to think that with the year that this has been, this, this might be a year that t- people take a few extra days too. Okay, so you, you, know, you mentioned the importance of both the municipal and provincial support and it being public-driven. There still needs to be a federal component in this, does there not, when it comes to Canadian bids? Well, I mean, I mean, first of all, they have to get the border opened and and uh, and, and figure out how we how we uh, deal with uh, cross border travel for for athletes uh, and cross uh, cross the Atlantic travel for the athletes and how they get back and how they have to self quarantine. So certainly, I mean, I, I I don't Bob, I don't view this like an Olympic bid. Uh, I don't okay. view this that the people are injecting millions of dollars in order to try to make it work. I think that. You know, public safety is the most important thing in the mind of the feds, the province, and the city uh, first. And uh, and with the fact that it's a, a an Edmonton-based team, that you know darn well the province and the city are close closer to it uh, than the prime minister and his staff in Ottawa are. So it, to me, I I think that it you know they have to agree, they have to uh, they have to think that it's good for the country too. But I, I'm not look, I don't think I'm looking for a letter of endorsement from Justin Trudeau to say please come to Edmonton. All right. Great stuff, John. As always, we appreciate your time. We'll uh, hook up uh, early next week, okay? Yes, sir, Bob. Thanks, John. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider. Roland has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, if the NHL comes to town, it would be great to see them in Claire Drake and Nate Arenas, Millennium Place, etc., as potential basis to leave something behind for the local hockey programs that are all suffering and who face great challenges in operating moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that's all going to work. I don't know how many extra arenas will be used uh, from a facility perspective to get teams, you know, practicing. Um, that's a that's a great point. And, you know, are we talking six teams? Are we talking 12? Because if we're talking six, I would say that the likelihood of the deployment uh, of Claire Drake or Nate might be decreased. Um, Millennium Place has multiple sheets. That would work to their advantage out there in Sherwood Park. It's 149 in Edmonton. We'll come back with uh, this day in Oilers history and NHL today. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Let's go to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs, 
where your order is done on time every time elite promotional marketing brendan escott have you heard about this three ice league? It's a professional three on three hockey scheduled to begin in July of 2021. Six of the eight teams are going to be coached by Hall of Famers. This was announced today, I guess. Uh, Guy Carboneau, Joe, Joe Mullen, uh, Larry Murphy, Angela Ruggiero, uh, Brian Trottier, and Grant Fear. Each team will have six skaters and a goalie dressed for each game. Canada and USA drawn into the same group for the 2021 World Hockey Championship. They'll be Joined by defending champs Finland and the German squad. Flames goaltending prospect Everett Silvertips goaltender Dustin Wolf took home the WHL's Goaltender of the Year award. Lloyd Minster's Ty Smith won Defenseman of the Year on the heels of 59 points in just 46 games as Spokane's captain. And you might remember he had an eight-point game back on February 28th. Ty Smith represented by Edmonton's Jerry Joe Hansen. Uh, Is Perry Pern going to get a uh, commission split on this new three-on-three league? He's the guy that kind of invented that uh, going back, and it's been at least 20 years, at least 20 years. To this day in Oilers hockey history, and there are two. One which occurred back in 1988. It would be the last time, Game 2, the Stanley Cup Final, the last time that the Oilers' four Hall of Fame forwards, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Yari Curry, and Glenn Anderson, the last time they'd all score in the same game as Oilers. The Oilers beat Boston 4-2, obviously. Four players, they each scored, they each got one goal. Brendan Escott has another one for us as well. One year before that happened, Yari Curry scores 650 into overtime in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final as the Oilers beat the Flyers 3-2 at Northlands. They jumped out to a 2-0 series lead there. It was Curry, Gretzky, and Paul Coffey all with multi-point games. Grant Fear turning aside 32 of 34 shots. Mr. Escott, have you ever been to Blue River, British Columbia? I have stopped in Blue River. I've driven through Blue River. It's never been a destination. Guess where I watched Game 2 of the 1987 Stanley Cup Final. On the one TV they had in town? Uh, about nine or ten Oilers fans, and uh, the bar was much smaller than the one in Clearwater where we watched Game 7 on May 31st, 1987. I will tell you that right now. That one, we almost were having a chuck down at the end of the game. There were a lot of uh, BC people that did not want to see the Oilers win the Stanley Cup in 1997. But the Edmonton kids that were working for Suga Reforestation back in the day were very, very happy. What do we got coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? You're going to hear more on Edmonton's bid to be an NHL hub city. You'll also hear comments from CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. They've got a pretty seriously modified uh, schedule that dropped during our show today. So you can head to 630chad.com, check out a detailed uh, breakdown of that. One of the things that's going to happen if they are indeed able to get a season off is the Grey Cup game will be played in uh, one of the two finalists' uh, home uh, stadiums. Tomorrow, what a show. We've got, uh, we're working on one pending guest. I'll tell you that right now. We've got Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Hart Levine from Puckpedia to talk a, a bit about his agent's poll. A reminder, Don Iveson coming up with Jay. Lynn Nye on the 630 Chet Afternoons today at uh, 2.35, right after uh, Global News Weather Traffic Update with Carrie McCarthy. She's up next. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.